Welcome to the podcast. This is Allendale Market Talk. Greg McBride joined by my co-host, Mike Lung. We're back. We haven't uh, done a podcast together in a while. Let's uh, let's get right down to uh, to business here, Mike. How have you been? You know, I've been pretty good. Been- it's been a little confusing lately with everything going on tariff-wise, but headline to headline... It makes you question some of your sanity sometimes. Yeah, it's been a rough, uh, rough couple of weeks as far as uh, as far as markets go. Following every single headline that comes out, uh, sometimes on a minute by minute basis, with the the president or Steve Mnuchin or Lighthizer or even uh, what's happening over in uh, with the Chinese delegation. Mm-hmm. What uh, what's where are we at on on trade talks? Because obviously, it's been pretty wild. Um, Let's let's get everybody up to date with what we've seen so far. Yeah, so from the last time we talked and had our market talk here, a couple things have happened. We started to seem like the talks were going well. We had it seemed like we were in the end game. That's where all the headlines are coming out saying that uh, everything was going to be done soon. And then all of a sudden, uh, last week Sunday night or Sunday during the day, actually Trump came out with his tweets saying that he was going to throw more tariffs on and it kind of seemed like it was out of nowhere until later during Monday that we saw that China was actually backtracking on a lot of the agreed to stances. Right. We had a we had a, a deal pretty well worked out, figured out. Uh they were ready to say, "Hey, let's get something signed." And then all of a sudden it came back to the US uh, for approval and and essentially had backed out of all the legalese mm-hmm. and said, nah, "We won't be held accountable for anything." All right, so right now we are back at square one. A year later, and we're still doing the same song and dance. Today we're getting some comments out of Trump this morning. He actually went on quite the tirade this morning uh, talking about how great it was going to be for the American farmers and everything, but nothing that we haven't seen before. And it really just seems like we're back to square one. you got Trump saying things are going well. There's still a possibility for a deal three to four weeks. That's He's probably talking about the G20 summit out in Japan. At the end of June. That's yeah, June, June 28th and 29th. Yeah. yeah. And w- what we've done is we've uh, we've increased the tariffs on, uh, on uh, Chinese products uh, from 10% to 25%. Mm-hmm. We've also added to the tariffs, uh, uh, to the products that we've got, uh, up to $325 billion now from what were we, like 250 or something like that. That's all so, tariff now. Yeah, so another $75 billion. And then um, on top of that, what started this week out really kind of really limping into things after a bearish USDA report on Friday is uh, the Chinese uh, had their retaliation ready for us, mm-hmm. $60 billion worth of U.S. goods to be tariffed from anywhere from 5 to to 25%. Mm-hmm. And boy it was it was doom and gloom yesterday morning as we uh, as we started the day, uh we had corn, beans, wheat all basically at the bottom of the barrel, new contract lows, ready to ready to just call it a day and let's let's well maybe we'll figure it out uh, sometime in the in the next year or so, but it was about what maybe mid session yeah. all of a sudden wheat started to come back and it looked like hey something's working on and now the ch- the the technicals have changed mm-hmm. let's talk about that did you what was what were you watching yesterday when things started to turn green for us uh, what, did you see anything that was lighting up your 
uh, lighting up your screen that said, hey, this is a change in, in attitude? Well, obviously, we got the outside day higher there for the corn, which was huge, especially coming off at the beginning of the day. It seemed like we were going to have another just dismal week of just selling. And like you said, around midday, we got that turnaround, and we actually finished higher, and it really changed the attitude, which only increased today, Tuesday, as we're recording this, with the crop progress report coming out saying that we have corn planted at 30% behind the usual 66%. And on top of that, major corn areas are still lacking, like Illinois from last week to this week only increased 1%. Right. Well, and, and to, to your point here, Illinois, it sounds it sounds ridiculous to say it, but Illinois is 71% behind the five-year average for mm-hmm. planting. 11% planted for the state of Illinois. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, the Eastern Corn Belt is is off to just a record slow start. You've got uh, Ohio is at, I believe, 4%. Indiana is at uh, 6%. Uh, Michigan, I think, is maybe 5%. Uh, Wisconsin's at 14 And then you've got the, the Northern Plains are extremely behind as well in North Dakota and South Dakota, which are trying to probably get some of their spring wheat done. Mm-hmm. That's behind as well. Uh, it, what what are you hearing from your customers uh, as far as the date on the calendar uh, and where they're at with their planting? Well, a lot of people are getting nervous because right now is the big time for planting, as we all know, and it, it's hard to get anything in. I mean, I was talking to some of my guys down in Kansas, and they got crop in the ground, but then they were absolutely bombarded by rain. Mm-hmm. And so now they're thinking about having to go in and replant, but it's way too wet to get in there. So you're getting that problem as well as, like you said, all these areas are still overly wet. And I think the interesting thing about the Dakotas was they were supposed to add a million acres of corn this year. And they are well behind what they're supposed to be planted at this point. Uh, so that it's all going to be interesting coming up here. Uh, we have a open week, not open week, about three days of open. And we'll see what we can get in the ground at that time. But at this point, is it just forcing the crop in the ground? That's going to be another thing well, coming up here. there's something to be talked about as far as mudding it into the, into, into the ground and seeing mm-hmm. what, we can, what we can get planted. It, it also... Something to to think about, and then we didn't mention Iowa or Nebraska, but they're they're just uh, they're ju- just as slow as as they have been in years. Uh, I mean, I think Iowa is twenty eight percent behind their five year average at like forty four, forty six percent, or forty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska is behind by about twenty five or twenty six percent from their five year average, and those are those are two of the states where I think a lot of uh, customers and a lot of the guys in the office here have been talking that, oh, yeah, it's, stuff's getting done. But it, we're seeing it's not. I mean, there's a lot of uh, – there has always been a lot of pointing at the uh, the Great Flood in 1993, the Great Midwest Flood in 1993, as far as slow planting. And we're getting in line with those, with those types of numbers. I mean, if you – I think we were at 27% uh, for – the same week in 1993 here we are 30% and i mean beans are behind but you know i mean the guy the guys that are planting beans are running into the same thing that are guys trying to plant corn it's just too wet everywhere mm-hmm. so what uh what what are we seeing uh that we can 
that we can do with with this market now because it does kind of feel like we've turned the page. We're now in a rally, and I know you know it's tough to say a one day one day market, but we started this rally yesterday, and with the key reversal, and now we're what twenty five thirty cents off the lows in in corn. Uh, I mean, beans had a tremendous day. They were up thirty cents today alone, or twenty eight cents today alone. Wheat, you know, another twenty five to thirty off their lows. What what is it that uh, that we can do with this, and how excited do we get? What's this mean for where where we can go? Any ideas? I think the big thing to watch is whether or not we get some follow through tomorrow on Wednesday, because. That, that's going to show if we're having a lot of pressure here from farmers finally getting a, a price boost and looking to just absolutely get out, uh, go sell their cash crop and everything, or if we're going to see them continue to hold and see funds short cover and all. Of, we just need everything to go right going forward. But at this point, I think we hit a point where we threw all this bearish news at the market. You got the China deal going south. Uh, you got everything going on with the EU and uh, funds record short. So you throw enough bearish news at the market at some point, it it just gets to a point that what else are you going to do to feed the bear? And do we get a technical correction? Is that what this is, or are we going to actually get a sustained rally? And that's going to be what the follow-through is going to be showing us. Right. So what we'll we'll be looking for is will this rain stay in the forecast? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, will we get to, you know, the various late planting dates and, uh, you know, will, will the farmer opt for prevent plant? Will they decide to put some of this to beans, put some of this to, will they decide to, you know what? I, I don't care that it's June 15th. I'm going to go ahead and plant my corn. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's there's a lot of up in the up in the air type situations, and and it's it's tough to to really know because let's face it, after this last USDA report on Friday, we're hovering near 2.1 billion carryout for old crop corn. Yeah, and throwing near 2.5 here for new crop. So which... you know, there's a lot of corn in the hands of the producer. Mm-hmm. And that is the tough part. Is And we've said it before, and we'll probably say it 100 times after this, nothing stops a rally like farmer selling. Right. And, and, and you know, they have every right. They, they really, you know, they should be looking at places where they can sell corn. The tough part is, boy, if you could, if, if you had your crystal ball, Give somebody an idea of where it goes and, okay, what can we do? And, and okay, let's get our orders working at the elevator. But then, again, let's get our orders working for, for new crop hedges because with a 2.5 new crop carryout, and, I, yeah, you could bring that down, you know, if you bring yield down because of later planting or you bring acres down, you can bring that, that number back down to 2.2 or 2.1 again. But it seems it seems like – the top is going to be limited on this on this rally, and if, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even know if the, if you want to call this a rally just yet. This is uh, right now, like you said, technical correction. Right, and you see more sustained to really call it that rally that we're looking for. But even if we, like you said, if we do get a rally this year, will it be short lived? I, I, 
I'm under the impression that we might very well see that. We're, we're going to see a sharp spike up, and uh, that it's something to be looking at hedges when you, we do get that because there is going to be a lot of farmers who have been waiting this whole year for a 10, 20-cent jump, and once they see that, are we going to see them really jump on top of this market right. and run it back lower? And that's that's something that needs to be watched. I think another thing to note here is the quarterly grain stocks report, which is coming up the same day as the beginning of the G20 summit. And those numbers will be collected through June 1st. So that'll be something else to keep an eye on because that June 1st number uh, date, it's coming up quick. So a lot of, a lot of unknown between now and then regarding weather and obviously day to day with all the headlines and everything. Um, but will we continue to see the rain in there? Will, will we see it mudded? Because uh, we can get the crop in the ground quickly, but a matter of are the yields going to be there or not based on how great the soil right. is. Now let's talk about something that uh, uh, we haven't talked about in a while. Let's talk about your, uh, let's call it your, Strength of character or your your mindset right now, <laughs> because let's face it, these markets are depressing. Oh yeah, or they have been up until yesterday, and they were for a good portion of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you What are you talking to customers about on a daily basis? Because, I mean, you you don't want to go in and and you know. Rain on everybody's sprayed there. I got plenty of rain, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough because no one wants to sell at these levels. So, what are you talking to customers about when it's when it's been as bad as it is? I mean, there's not much that we can say. We didn't make the the prices fall apart, but uh, you know, what are you what are you talking to guys about? Right. So this year, as you said, it's obviously very depressing. You get all these prices that are just subpar. The only time we had some decent prices when government was shut down. And right now, what I'm talking about with guys is everyone wants to be long. They want to be bullish and everything. But if there's one thing we've learned from not only this year, but over this past year since the trade war went to effect, is if you're going to be long, there you have to have some way to protect the downside because you don't want to be long the field and the board and have no kind of downside protection going forward. Because we've seen it just totally destroy people this year with just the prices falling and falling. Everyone saying, well, it's got to end soon. Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But where's your risk tolerance and how you protect yourself there? And that's that's the big thing that I've been talking to a lot of guys about is making sure that we keep the risk managed in order to keep a good mindset going forward and not having to have sleepless nights Non-marginable calls, putting stops behind futures positions, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Good. Well, what? Uh, let's let's circle back around to something real quick. Something that we didn't talk about, and this pertains to to China and trade, is um, the uh, the reemergence of the market facilitation program. It's been directed to uh, Secretary Secretary Purdue by uh, President Trump to start to work on another MFP. Uh, We've also heard the president talk about using some of the tariff money that we get from China 
to turn around and buy U.S. agricultural products and then turn around and and do a charitable donation to some of these other countries that uh, are in need of it. Mm-hmm. What what are you uh, what are you hearing from that? What's your thoughts on that? Something I have been hearing about the whole tariff part of it, using the tariffs to buy grain from farmer, buy ag products, is it, it has to go through Congress. And one bill that was pushed through was allowing for it to happen, but at the same time, uh, it was also to help Puerto Rico rebuild infrastructure there, which has been a sticking point in the past. So you kind of feel like you're going to continue to see heads butt, and I wouldn't be surprised to see, from a strategic point of view, seeing the Democratic side of things, not want to really get that pushed through very quickly because most of Trump's voter base are farmers. It's well-known. It's a pretty well-documented fact. And if they can hinder that a little bit, maybe that'll help get Trump out of office, get Democrats. To oh, yeah, get, we're in an yeah, election year. I mean, or We're starting an election cycle. And that's another reason why we think that the China also broke down because they th- we're that close. So there's a lot going into thoughts about the 2020 elections already. And I really hope that everything goes through quickly and we get this agreed upon, get help with farmers because they obviously need it from what we've been seeing. But based on how we've seen both sides of the House and government interact so far this year, I'm not super optimistic. One one of the problems with the market facilitation program, and, and you know, it, it – X is a bailout for for farmers, and it's more of a band aid than anything. But you know, the farmers are not gonna not gonna deny it. They're not gonna not take it. Mm-hmm. The tough part about that is, if you're working with the funds, what possible reason do you have to take a long position? If you know the farmer is going to get paid anyway, why do you need to work prices higher? Especially if there's still a large crop coming for you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we're talking about close to a billion bushel carryout on beans. We're cl- talking about 2.5 billion bush- bushel carryout on on uh, corn and 1.2 on, on wheat. It's burdensome at this point. So mm-hmm. there's no reason for anybody to really drive prices higher at this point, especially if there's a paycheck waiting for farmers, uh, depending on – how they're going to do it this year, I don't know, because obviously you've got you may have some prevent plant acres, but mm-hmm. you know it's going to be based. It'll probably be based on production like it was last year. Blah blah blah. So that's something to think about. Let's uh, let's kind of wrap things up here. We will uh, leave it uh, at at this. I uh, I've been having a blast doing these doing these interviews, and I, I think you have too. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to get to talk to uh, some some subject matter experts out there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what we'd like to do is if you were if you were one of our subscribers, one of our listeners, uh, and you have an idea for us or you are a subject matter expert, give us a call and and get on our uh, get on our podcast. Let's see if we can get you in here and and do a, a quick interview with you, you know, 15 20 minutes, whatever it takes and and let's talk about something that's a little more uh, in depth than just you know Mike and I kind of glossing over the markets and what's going on because I think the it's it breaks things up nicely gives us an opportunity to really 
kind of broaden our horizons and get an idea of what else is going on in the world outside of our little office here. What oh, definitely. Think? Yeah. No, it would, it's great to get other people's perspective. I mean, you hear us talk, and obviously we see th- things from the broker side of view, but there's only so much we can talk about China with how it keeps going the same way and everything, and really love to get different point of views as well as different subject matters. I mean, the, the podcast you did with the, the pig re, uh Swine nutritionist, yeah, Jim, swine Jim nutritionist. Smith. Yeah, he, that was a great one. And I know I liked doing my recent podcast talking about cover crops and everything, just getting a little different point of view. So if you guys are out there and you want to talk a little bit, we'd love to have you guys on the show. You can reach us here at 800-262-7538. That number is 800-262-7538. By email, service at allendale-inc.com. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off.